going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. so much so uh, I put it right at the front so that you could just fast forward right through that mofo if you want to and any other ads that are on here love you so much so in true hibernating bear form and one who disassociates the things that we do not want to talk about yes we're speaking in we at the moment at the end of this story I'm about to tell you you'll hear the intro to the show and launch from there. But this made more sense to put at the beginning because it does. So there is a video up on YouTube. It's a cover of me singing a Christina Aguilera song. Um, not badly, but not my best because I was sobbing. I had sung it sobbing a whole bunch of times until I could sing it sobbing well enough that it wasn't uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> uh, called Hurt. Um, at any rate, that's up on YouTube. And there's a whole lot of text over it. Because it was born out of a very unpleasant um, conversation. That happened the week before Christmas. Uh, with my children's dad and I don't need to go into extreme detail about it, but basically he has rejected our youngest and been abusive by refusing to just accept that he would like to be called he and that he has chosen 
a different name. So, um, very hostile about that and a lot of other things. And while I was having this very uncomfortable conversation, which, you know, by all rights, angry, sad, upset, disappointed, um, there wasn't supposed to be a conversation in the first place. He usually avoids those, but he wanted information and, um, I am now in a place where I can enter into those sorts of confrontations, especially after the five hour yellathon with the yelly man. Um, I'm pretty sure I told that story. If I didn't, somebody drop me a comment and I'll go into it in the new year. But, um, I'm pretty sure I did because I was talking about how my fight or flight, the, the fight was a better state for me to move through when I'm having a triggering experience because it gets the adrenaline and the cortisol and everything out. So I was able to be not only very calm and composed and give no energy to it, but I was able to um, they call it gray rocking in the narcissistic abuse recovery circles. Um, not diagnosing him, just that's the sort of abuse that it was. Um, so I could also feel that a, my sphere, my energy field impenetrable, um, and if anything, probably was transmuting with whatever was coming off of him, just vaporizing it, you know, sending it back to source. Uh, but I could feel in a physical, visceral way I had never felt before is if someone is if he was grabbing me by my shirt and pulling me, trying to pull energy from me. And then the more calm and composed and not effective the whole thing was his whole behavior uh in the conversation the more he like he he was physically unable to hold still you could tell that it was just like short-circuiting his system not being able to feed off of me and then it also made me realize that I I was not exaggerating when I felt like staying in that dynamic was going to kill me eventually. Um, so just cause having, you know, it's like, it's like slowly being poisoned or, or, uh, slowly losing blood or something. It's a, you, eventually you reach a level where, you're just gone. Um, so after the conversation though, where, you know, he was basically like, I don't care if it's abusive for me to do this, this, and this. And, um, I am not prepared to grow at all. 
and just love and accept my really awesome kid. Um, so afterwards, that's when like the adrenaline cortisol, the rush sort of moved through me and only I just allowed it. And mostly it was kind of like being so proud of myself for being able to be in that situation and be so healthy, composed, um, not take on anything, not engage, not be baited. But I, you know, I was also like sad and angry because this is my child that he is doing this to. And this is my child who just wants a father. Um, the father who uh, was very present in their lives up until three years ago. Um, and, and even up until a year and a half ago. But that was because um, my son just got tired of being abused in that relationship. So he demanded a certain amount of he set a boundary and demanded a certain amount of human decency and respect for his wishes and um, his dad couldn't do that. So after I had the rush of all of that going on and then by the evening I just I could feel the emotional tidal wave and the need for release and somewhere to put all that energy, all that sadness and frustration and grief and disappointment. And so I sang that song and that's where I put it. And to me, that song, even though it's about someone who is estranged from their dad and then their father passed away, you know, without... <clears throat> Uh, getting to resolve that, that hurt. Um, I really think it could go either way. And it's, it's just about those kinds of dynamics and how not all, but some of these parents who reject their kids for um, selfish reasons, what they're going to feel later on in their life. Um, or even if they're not, the apology that those children deserve. So that was another experience that I had. And if I had not been on the date with the Yelly man a week or so, two weeks before that, I don't think I would have been as steady and composed during that confrontational conversation and then been able to process those feelings so quickly and release them in a creative way that allowed me to uh, release so much more than just that conversation you know it was it was letting go of um, just all of it all of it including forgiving myself for the ways in which I have not been um, 
a perfect parent and the ways in which I've screwed up because we all mess something up. It's just not possible to do everything exactly the way you want to. Although I do see a lot of you coming so close to perfect. <laughs> um, and I say it that way just because I don't want anybody to feel like they have to be. Um, I think the perfect mother or the perfect father or the perfect parent, honestly, is just one who's self-aware enough to go in this situation with my kid. Um, am I the asshole? You know, am I being unreasonable or am I making this worse? And then having the awareness to be wrong and to apologize and to change and grow and do better because I've certainly done that multiple times throughout getting my kids to adulthood. So I love you all and that's me with that story. And then we can uh, go into the rest of the episode. Oh, I'm like somebody's nutty aunt these days. I love you all. Seems like it was yesterday when I saw your face I told you how proud I was but I walked away If only I knew what I know today But I won't admit Sometimes I just want to hide Cause it's you I miss And it's so hard to say goodbye When it comes to this
just couldn't do And I've had myself by hurting you By hurting Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. Testing, testing, one, two, three. It has been 31 days since my last podcast. There is no true alarm or reason necessarily for that, other than the same busyness that everyone else has been experiencing. We had that wacky solar storm, and then, of course, all of the earth weather holiday frenzy, all of the usual. I'm Andrea Land, your grooving goddess, and I am moving around on my bed where I am resting. I have needed a lot more rest. This happens to me in the winter time. For anyone who doesn't know, I have a genetic anomaly. I like to call it that instead of any of the other available words called Ehlers-Danlos and it affects your connective tissue and it makes winter a little bit harder than other times of the year. So I take off a week uh, every month throughout the winter and that is really helpful for me. So I know everyone individually and a lot of people collectively have been going through a lot of tower moments, shifts, um, devastating experiences in their lives but I have also seen people making tremendous progress and leaps forward and the general feeling among everyone seems to be um, if we if we had to call 2023 a thing it's the year of hope through chaos and some of that will be explained in more detail in the episode of Paranormal Karen, which drops on the 30th. Uh, Serafina and I both had the pleasure to be on the New Year's Eve prediction episode, so I'll be interested to see uh, hear others' predictions as well. Serafina and I recorded our Meow podcast, Big Reveal, where we expand upon what we said on Karen's show, which will drop on Saturday on New Year's Eve, the 31st, we always, I say always as if we've been doing this for years. This is the second time, <laughs> but we like to not tell each other what we came up with, what we felt, what we saw, what we recorded with Karen. And then, um, usually we wait until the episode drops and then we talk about it. But with the timing of things, it made more sense for us to just go for it. And as always, there was so much synchronicity and congruence amongst what she and I were both seeing and feeling about this next year. So you can tune into any of that to get all of that information. Um, or you can join the Patreon at the $10 level and you get the weekly lives, which one of which this week was an even more intimate detailing of what I see for the year ahead than what I talked about on Meow Podcast last night. 
So, uh, that is up. I did that this week on Tuesday. So with the personal storms, the solar storms, the literal weather storms, things have been chaos as well. And then in the meantime, on a personal level, I have been, it's a little hard to describe. I feel like, I mean, this, this period was all about receiving new information, downloads, integrating things, and especially this period right now between Christmas and New Year's and probably into mid-January is really meant to be a period of more hibernation. But we put ourselves through this exercise of not getting to do that. And then I also realized there are some people who have been stuck in airports or impacted by the various weather and really have not had the luxury to rest. I understand that my ability to rest when I need to is a privilege and I get that. Um, but you know, if you are under constraints, just get your rest when you can. And if you're working a nine to five or, you know, a job where you're putting in 40 hours a week and you have no choice about doing that, you do have a choice about when you get off work, when you get home, how you spend your time. And if you prioritize things like 10 or 15 minutes of mindfulness, breathing, meditation, whatever that means for you, and you nourish yourself well, you take a nice bath or shower, and you go to bed early instead of scrolling on your phone, that is how you can maximize this time of rest and restoration because we are resting up for what is going to feel like we've all been put in a slingshot and pulled back you know the <laughs> the bow being pulled back and then very soon it will be released and you're going to feel like uh, you're flying through this next year focusing on yourself and what you need on an individual basis is going to be your best practice for this next year and also using your own discernment, not listening to a lot of external distractions or validations or attempts to basically make you afraid of various things. Um, obviously, I'm not saying ignore weather alerts because they know what they're talking about. Sorry, I drink beverages. It's something humans do. I'm also not saying ignore advice about health uh, threats that are out there. But when you see things that you know are clickbait, um, ignore it. When you see stupid, stupid, stupid distractions about billionaires and celebrities and all of these things that truly have nothing to do with us. I know we get very attached to our pop culture, our sports figures, our politics, but at the basic bare minimum of necessities of your life, does your focus on those things benefit you at all or does it distract you from taking care of yourself? So now that I've given the mama bear, um, Nemesin, Guy's daughter, 
love goddess talk. Um, let's talk about me because I am still a human being, no matter what experience I've had, no matter how many people I help, how many people listen to the podcast, how many guest spots I have, those sorts of things. Um, I am still a human being and I had an interesting revelation in simple conversation with someone over Marco Polo last night that put this never-ending journey. I know sometimes it feels like, um, you know, we're just on this perpetual uh, quest that's never going to end and is there any end to it, etc, etc. Once you begin that awakening journey, it does seems like seem like there's continual expansion, which if you look at the structure of the universe and other universes, because we know this isn't the only one, um, it is expansion. It's always expanding, moving, changing. It may be much, much slower than we can perceive with just a quick snapshot, but there's always expansion happening. So on, on Earth in particular, with all of the expanding and what sometimes feels like a perpetual journey. I want to talk about the difference between um, spiritual bypassing, continuing to do the work or what the work looks like once you get to a certain level or progress on your journey. I do not mean any of this to sound hierarchical. It's no different than saying okay, this person started out on the hiking trail, they can walk this fast, and they have a two-hour head start, and this person is at the front of the trail, they're just starting, um, they may walk a little faster than this person, but they're still not caught up to that person yet, and they're not going to be for quite some time. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so, Sometimes we get to a point with the awakening process where we feel like, ugh, haven't I gone through all my bullshit enough? Haven't I processed all my trauma enough? Can I just be healed now? And then we may talk ourselves into, um, a, it's kind of funny. On the surface, it doesn't seem like a limiting belief, but when you unpack it, it really is a limiting belief because when you decide well, that's it. I'm just going to focus on the positive and everything's abundant. Everything's fine. Um, if something shitty happens to me, I'm just going to ignore it and know it's uh, going to turn out fine. And all that is over a period of time is repressing things, which will then create more somatic injuries and traumas that are stored in your body rather than doing the more spiritually mature thing which is to acknowledge and accept every circumstance you find yourself in and go, yeah, uh, being stuck in this airport for the last day and a half kind of sucks a lot. And it's okay that I am acknowledging that it sucks. I'm going to allow myself to feel the tears, uh, hysterical laughter, anger, um, frustration, whatever it is, and allow that to pass through me. I'm going to sit in my discomfort, ask myself what this is about, 
And if it's simply that I am in a circumstance I have no control over, I'm going to accept that I have no control over this. I'm not going to tell myself that I somehow didn't manifest the right weather or the right flight plan or the right airline ticket or because we, when we're doing that, you know, you can see where I'm going here. We are still stuck in black and white thinking. We are still stuck in the concept that we can only feel one feeling at a time versus what the actual experience of being human, especially a spiritually mature human, which is that you feel many things all at the same time. And that if you process those in real time, it's very quick and easy to get yourself back to a place of joy. And if you can sit in your discomfort and your myriad of feelings during uncomfortable circumstances, you manage to maintain your inner peace. You are not off balance. You are not the, you know, woman who is not in balance at that moment, does not have inner peace, who is screaming at the flight attendant or the desk person or whoever it is that is possibly also stuck there sleeping in the airport because I've heard that Southwest uh, doesn't have a hub and thereby strands their, their pilots. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want a pilot that's exhausted and sleeping in an airport flying a plane? But that's a whole other tangent I could go on. I'll let Karen Rontowski <laughs> handle the airline um, tangents because she travels all the time and is so good at it. But, um, you know, you that's where the finding your joy comes in. That's where having the composure and the peace and the immediate processing of your experience that you're having so that you can get pretty quickly back to your homeostasis of the joy and just the acceptance of, well, this is what it is. I cannot control this, but I do get to choose whether I'm going to be a, a raging lunatic in this experience or whether I'm going to be the person that is either just calm and peaceful and to myself over here in the corner doing some mindfulness or whether I decide to have a conversation with someone else nearby who's stuck and, and we turn this experience into more of an enriching and positive one. So that's kind of what I'm getting at with the difference between spiritual bypassing and um, staying, how that makes you stay stuck. Um, because the thing about spiraled expansion is that you're going to continue to just kind of go around this, this wheel, this ever expanding spiral where, and if you think about us starting on the ground in a very tiny circle, right? And then as we start to uh, change our frequency, change our vibration, expand our consciousness, that spiral becomes wider and wider and wider as it, it goes up. So the uh, bad relationships, the childhood trauma, the narcissistic parent, whatever your woundings are, 
when you were down in your teens or your 20s or even your 30s, that circle, um, those events were much closer to you and much more present in your consciousness. But as you expand your consciousness, and I'm just using the numerical ages as reference, some people go through this process very quickly and early in their life, or they didn't have as much of those sorts of uh, traumas to heal from. So they, you know, get past this much faster than, than others. And that's okay because it's not a contest. Um, but, you know, myself, for instance, how this looks. <clears throat> Excuse the throat clearing. It is furnace season. What can I say? I actually should probably just fill the humidifier and turn that on so I don't torture both of us, but I'll finish my thought here first. So you're expanding your consciousness, making that spiral larger and larger. And the larger that spiral gets and the more you expand because you have done your, your trauma healing, your forgiveness, your shadow work. There's many different names for all of these things, but whatever that healing experience has been for you, the more you process things, the wider the top of your spiral is. And because of that, you see things and they're far off in the distance. And it doesn't really have an impact on you anymore. But the point is just to sort of look at it as it goes by and acknowledge that you see it, that Am I okay with this experience that I had had? Is there anything left that I need to let go of with that experience? And then, you know, if the answer is no, then that doesn't mean that just because you happened to think of it or have a few sad moments thinking about it during a period of, a, of downloads, expansion, and integration that you need to just deep dive. Oh no, I didn't do my shadow work hard enough. I didn't do my trauma hard enough. You know, my healing. Um, or go on the flip side of that, which is, um, oh, nope, nope, that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It has no effect on me anymore. I'm not even going to look at it. If I look at it, then I'm not being positive enough. I'm not... Um, vibing high enough. I don't have a high enough frequency. So you can see where those are both two sides of the same coin because balance is being able to be in the middle as you have this ever expanding wider consciousness and perspective of the world and your current human experience plus whatever knowledge that you have gained in this lifetime about past lives or galactic heritage or knowings about yourself, you are able to be in the middle, that middle lane where you're observing, you're asking yourself questions, you're letting yourself, like if, you know, if thinking about something that happened years ago makes you cry, cry. You're not like somehow unhealed or failing. If you think of someone's passing, let's say, from 15 years ago, and you miss them and it makes you sad, that is okay. 
that is part of being human. And it doesn't mean that you have somehow failed to process that grief or trauma. Now, if you feel yourself getting stuck in the sadness for days, then obviously there's probably some things that um, aren't quite finished. And maybe you need some help from someone to process that through your system, even if it's just talking to a friend about it sometimes. So with all of that said, the reason I gave this really long preamble is I want to talk about the title of this episode, 500 Men, and what that has meant and kind of what my life was like over this last 30 days, because it was wild. I know I alluded, I'm pretty sure, at the end of the last episode to spilling some tea about some man romantic and dating experiences um, that I've had, and oh my gosh, since I recorded that episode, has there been more? Of course there has. And the interesting thing about it is, is it wasn't just, um, you know, this last year, what I call the 500 man experiment or, um, study, whatever words you prefer. It's, other things from my past that I had to deal with and some of them were so tremendously healing and empowering that by the time I got to the holidays um, I felt such a sense of peace an ability to enjoy my life an ability to do things that make me happy for the sake of me, for no other reason than me, doing these things for myself. I mean, of course, there's doing things for my kids as well, but they're adults now, and one was in Texas where he didn't have water for Christmas, and <laughs> uh, one lives with me, but, you know, he's an 18-year-old teenager with a, a boyfriend and um, a life, and so, like most um, young adults. We don't spend a whole lot of time together. We kind of check in several times a day uh, when we pass in the kitchen and whatnot. So he's like a really cool roommate that I happened to birth and that now and then still needs me to be mom. I need to turn off the air filter now because the humidifier is going to turn that on. My life is revolving around climate control at the moment, which I also recognize is another privilege and I am sorry for people who are struggling with that as well. I wish I could just put everybody on a very safe warm plane or bus or something and bring them all and take care of them. That is truly a wish. But <clears throat> for me, um, at this moment in my life, like I'm truly the happiest I've ever been. I'm perfectly content and whole and satisfied unto myself because of all of the amazing people and relationships and love that I have in my life, whether it is part of a romantic partnership or not. At this point, I would still consider myself single. There may be quite a surprise for myself and you all and uh, especially some of my family friends in the new year, but we'll see what happens with that. 
So let's spill some tea. The 500 man experiment. I was in a similar place. I, no, I wouldn't say a similar place. A year ago, October, so October 2021, I had arrived at this very interesting place with love where I fell in romantic love with myself for the first time ever and truly just like the way you feel about someone else when you're falling in love with them it was like it was like I was seeing my beauty my flaws my my strengths my talents you know my shortcomings all of these things through the eyes of someone that's in love with me, only it was myself. And that brought a kind of wholeness to me and also a contentment to honestly, um, you know, be single for the rest of my life if that was what was meant to be for me. Um, and then I know a lot of you have been on the, oh, some of you are new, but a lot of you have been on the roller coaster of my dating life here and there over the last year and some of it I have shared in various TikToks and cranky Facebook posts um, about some of the atrocious behavior I encountered but at the time in November of last year I truly had no idea why Gaia spirit my guides, my highest self, were saying, okay, you're ready now. Go make yourself a profile uh, on, you know, a dating app. Which I did. Kicking and screaming all the way. And um, then I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see how many people actually wanted to date me. But then, of course, as anyone who's dated online at all in the last 20 years knows um, there's a large percentage of those who are fake romance scammer profiles and then there's another percentage of those that are just creeps um, who are either trying to get you to sex chat with them or they want to see pictures or they just want to um, like they they get an erotic pleasure out of um, being inappropriate with you immediately so that eliminates a lot of people and then um, there are the ones and this is still a bit of an issue it's not as bad as it was before but there there are the ones who you know would match with me simply to tell me they hoped I died from the vaccine that I had to take because I'm immunocompromised you know and um, some of those sorts of things. So it, it really narrowed down the pool of available men, especially in my local area. Um, and then out of the handful of those that were left that I actually wound up having conversations with, um, I would say at least half were in some state of grief, having lost a parent or loved one. Uh, during the pandemic um, or they are in some sort of financial ruin um, home unhoused just all kind and not that I'm judging anyone for any of these things but just saying half of these 
potential available dates were all in a state of crisis in their lives where as much as I would love to help everyone, I am not a therapist. And I think because men especially have been conditioned not to seek help in any other way than in a romantic partnership, their natural inclination is I'm going to go find a woman to make me feel better instead of I need to figure out how to make myself feel better. Um, so that made it a bit daunting, but I did match with, you know, a, I would say maybe a dozen over the last year men that I would actually um, meet in person or go on a date with or had short or longer long distance relationships with etc so when we last left off <laughs> in the story of the 500 man experiment I had recently been um, really messed with lied to played jilted all kinds of things and then in the 11th hour as it were I managed to find the investigative proof and information that I needed for closure in the situation. And I'll explain why I needed it. And then in the process, I also saved another woman from, you know, at, at the very least having a broken heart and at worst possibly ruining her life. Um, so... I had been in a long distance relationship. I hope you don't hear that right now. I'm rubbing lotion on my dry skin that is like, what is this furnace that you keep cooking us with? Because I can't stand it right now. Um, so the, the man that I was in a long distance relationship with, before I even went and saw him in July, you know, I want to marry you. I want to be with you. Um, I want to spend my life with you. Yes, I want to come there. Yada, yada, yada. And he, he was driving distance from me. So we're in the same state. But uh, I went over in July. And when I went over there, he said that he was going to come back with me. And then when I got there... Um, there were suddenly a bunch of reasons why he couldn't come back with me then. And then, you know, those excuses, reasons, etc., continued for a while. And, and I wasn't putting any pressure on him. I was just kind of like, all right, well, you know, you keep saying that this is what you want, but you're also saying these other things. So uh, don't tell me you're coming if you're not kind of thing. Because I just want to know where I stand like any normal person who isn't being gaslit would. Um, so things were progressing along and whatnot. And then um, push came to shove. And it was right before Halloween. And he told me on a Monday that he was driving over here on a Tuesday, him and his stuff. And that was that, right? So, um, in the morning, 
still reaffirming that this is what he's doing. And then, uh, the, so, you know, I'm sending him pictures of, look what I thought out to make for dinner and all those kinds of things. In the meantime, there was a little bit of snow as there always is here. And, um, one would be worried about someone driving. So, um, he let me, uh, like he was still communicating until 7 p.m., and then I stopped hearing from him and because he had given me no indication and had given me every indication that he was on his way here, I of course started to worry. Right. And, um, in the process of starting to worry, I find that cause I'm looking to see, well, maybe he posted on social media where he was, or maybe he, you know, dropped his phone in a puddle, who knows. Uh, but I was, I was, you know, trying to see what was up. And so I noticed that he had me, um, blocked on TikTok. So I couldn't see his TikTok. And I knew that was a huge red flag because the only reason people do that is if they're hiding something, especially if they weren't doing it before and now they are. So, um, by the time I heard from him at 5 a.m., I was so livid because I knew that he had lied and that the whole thing was bullshit and that he let me first think that he was coming, then think that he was dead on the side of the road somewhere, then didn't care that he made me feel that way. Then at 5 a.m., he contacts me. And he tries to do the thing that, that some of these kinds of men do where they, they act angry at you for being mad at them for doing a shitty thing because you don't know what they've been through and what's going on with them. I will make a new official ad insert for myself for Grieving Goddess more than a year, but in brief, just to throw a little bit out there, since I know I'm about to have some new listeners, I want to share with you that I do a variety of services at this point. I have expanded my consciousness anchoring journeys. I now do a journey into Gaia, a journey to the animal realm. So those are other options you can pursue. I do mediumship, animal communication, uh, magic manifestation, which yes, could be considered sex magic, and um, readings of a variety. I do Gaia sessions where you are given a safe place, container, space to unburden yourself and have someone receive your sorrow, your experiences, your pain with love and transmutation. So you can go to my square booking site. The link is on my link tree and book your own appointment today. And remember, if you sign up for the $20 Patreon tier, you get a free service every month. The only service not included in that is the consciousness attunement, which is a longer service. So that is why it is excluded. So he tries to tell me that 
um, you know, the car died and he has to have it towed back, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, he had been staying in a hotel for a while. He had left his roommate in quotes. Let's put that in quotations for now. Roommate left his roommate's house. Some story he gave and had been staying in this, this hotel for a few months. So looking back now, I'm fairly certain this poor woman was not a roommate and thought she was the only one and they were in a relationship and then she caught him talking to me and who knows who else. But in the meantime, um, I get off the phone with him and I immediately call the front desk of the hotel because if he had actually left to come here, he wouldn't be in a room. <laughs> um, because he would have checked out, right? So they send me to his room and he answers the phone and, um, I proceed to inform him what a horrible person he is and that he is fully busted and it's time to start telling the truth, um, which I don't even know if he even knows what the truth is at this point in his life. I think he believes his weird, uh, Don Juan complex web of lies that he tells. Now. I had no intention of, so anyway, so then we start the dating app chain again, and I start, um, meeting a bunch of different people that are higher caliber, but still not quite right, etc. And uh, they don't all need to be reviewed or retold right in this moment. But, um, when he came crawling back, begging me to take him back and all that, I had no intention of doing that, but... I also needed to understand fully what had happened because I felt like, and I mean, of course I'm filling in pieces of information for you. So now that you know what you know, you think I may have been able to see things, but honestly, really, he's a very good liar, amazingly good liar, manipulator, womanizer, um, all of that. He's just very good at it. Um, so I, but I was so doubting myself, like how could I have been so wrong in the situation? Have I not fixed the parts of myself that accepts this bad behavior from people? You know, what, what did I do in this situation? So in order to do that, I needed to get more information out of him. So it took a little while but, um, the Monday before Thanksgiving, I went into his, uh, because he had asked me, um, and they, they always make mistakes because they think they're smarter than everybody else. And they think you're dumb and that you're not going to pick up on things they say. But he asked me the week before what I usually make for Thanksgiving. And, um, because he was just putting a little thing together and as soon as he said it, I said to myself, this seven of beach, as my granny used to say, is full of shit. And he's asking me for cooking tips for some other woman. And so, uh, I found the other woman, at least one of them. 
and she was on TikTok. And so I was able to go in there and look at all of that. And there's all this back and forth. I love you. I love you too. We're going to be together forever. Oh yes, baby. You're the only one from him, of course. And, um, we'll be together soon and all of that. Right. So I asked him what the hell's up with all that. And of course he's not going to answer any questions for me. So I found the woman and I told her everything. I explained to her what had happened. I said, if you want to see all of the messages and texts and pictures and video, I will send them all to you. But whatever he's saying to you, he's lying. And you and I are not the only ones. And at first she was in a bit of shock and kind of sounded like, uh, so she tells me in the course of this conversation on Monday that she is getting on a plane on Tuesday to come see him and thinks he's going to go back with her to an entirely different state, 2000 miles away. So I told her my experience with that and told her, I hope you don't get on the plane because he's just going to do to you what he does to everybody else and what he did to me. And you deserve better than that. And then I, I moved on from it. Um, Thanksgiving night, I had the angel devil on each shoulder conversation with myself going, no, don't go look. That's like self-harm. If you see stuff, it's just going to make you feel bad. And then the other, the other one is going, no, but this, you're going to have closure because you're going to see what happened and it's a good thing you really need to go look you should go look I know it's not what we normally do but you should go look and then I'm going back and forth like this in my head and finally I went okay fine whatever I'm not going to feel any worse than I already did about the situation if I see more so um, I'm just going to look so I stop having these um, you know spiraling thoughts and then keep myself up all night so I go look and um, sure enough, uh, the, the other woman, the one that I warned, she did not get on the plane and she was expressing uh, her heartbreak and how, you know, things were going for her. And what all of that told me and gave me was the understanding that some people, because I'm not just going to say men because women do this stuff too. Some people will just do whatever they have to do to get the love and adoration and attention they want and need from as many people as they can get it from and get the sex they want, the emotional support they want, whatever it is, um, and not give it a second thought. And they are so good and masterful at it that people, even when confronted with evidence that they have been lying to them the whole time and saying exactly the same things to another person, are initially willing to forgive it. And so when I realized all that and saw all that, it completely let me off the hook. 
because I realized in that moment that I just happened to come across one of these kind of people, a master manipulator, and that there was nothing I could have done or seen or did differently um, because he's they're really good at it. They're just really good at it. And it's all about them. It's not about you. And it's just an unfortunate thing that you participated in. And the interesting thing about it is, is I know for a fact the whole year process was not just about saving another woman from this situation, you know, warning another woman. But um, I definitely know that was part of it. And I'm glad it turned out that way for her so that she was spared further heartache. So then what started happening is it was like a higher quality of person kept matching with me. It was like a, a leveling up. And I also, I got off the dating app where I had met him and completely deleted that off of there and tried a few other things. I tried an astrology app and Hinge and um, another one called Woo Plus, which is not metaphysical woo. It's like woo is in wooing. But... Um, it has to do with, uh, you know, it's for people with plus size bodies. So anyway, um, but as I was doing this, better quality people kept showing up. Um, and, <laughs> and then, uh, I met one on an astrology app and, um, we're going to call him Wobert roared because I know he probably still is listening to my podcast. Um, we matched on the astrology app. I do think it was entirely by chance. I don't think that he was some kind of stalker fan that then, you know, tried to find me places. That doesn't make any sense. But I do know that, um, we communicated for two weeks, having really great conversations, um, you know, video verification, all of those kinds of things where you uh, determine who's who. And um, then all of the sudden, uh, first I can't see his profile on Facebook. And then I can't see his, um, you know, he either deletes or blocks me from the astrology app. And then um, when I'm like, what is going on? Then he um, blocks me from Facebook Messenger. And my initial thought was, oh, another lying, cheating person. What a shocker. I guess he must have gotten caught. And now he's taking down all of his stuff um, because he's in trouble, which still may be part of the answer, but it gets weirder than that. So I was not satisfied with that answer. And I remembered him telling me, uh, you know, I went back through the chat history and saw like who his father supposedly is and all of these different things. And I'm fairly certain that I was talking to um, like a 20 something, maybe at the most 30 year old 
youngest member of the family who is using an older sibling's um, pictures and whatnot to talk to me. But who knows? It could be some cousin. I, it could be a totally random person. But whoever this person was, they pretended to be someone entirely different. And um, that is so incredibly slimy, super slimy. So yay for the period of illusions with Neptune and um, all of the other fun planetary alignments we've had. But mostly I was just like, all right, well, that was that. Um, and then in the meantime, I'm still meeting other nice people and um, a few of them are potential uh, people that I want to date. So what I realized, um, because after that experience, I just deleted my profiles and everything. I, I felt done and not done in the way like, Ugh, I have to take a break from this. This sucks. This is just so stupid. And I'm, you know, I, I can't take this anymore and I'm going to pick up my toys and go home. It was really more of, well, I have learned all that I needed to learn and I understand now why I needed to learn it because there are um, suitors that have genuine potential and are of the caliber that matches me and my energy and what I bring to a relationship or can and I just uh, I was I was done with the experiment I was done with that project and I understood at the conclusion of it and all that I had learned through that process about myself especially um, also about uh, the opposite sex from me in a heteronormative way um, I realized that I was someone who didn't start dating until much later than most people. I was like 21 before I really even started dating. And then maybe three months into it, I was already in my first long-term relationship. And then I was a serial monogamist for like 30 years almost. So... I feel like I missed out on a lot of the growth and experience that one has in adolescence and early adulthood where you, you know, you're meeting different people and kind of figuring out who you are, what you want, what you have to offer other people, what you're willing to give and do for other people and what you're not and all of those things. And of course, you know, now it's a million times more complicated than it was 30 years ago, but um, I needed that experience. I needed that research for what comes next in my life, what comes this year in this next phase of my human experience and my growth. Mm -hmm. And I, I may, this is just an idea I'm toying with. I may at some point down the road do something with date coaching, being a dating coach. Um, 
there is tremendous value in this. And I, it's kind of like every other area of my life, you know, I did it the hard way. <laughs> so <laughs> others don't have to. And, um, even though I am, yes, I'm a Gen X dater, I have communicated with and spoke, you know, I've, I, it covered all generations, the 500 man experiment and not just the men either, because I was listening to other podcasts and reading articles from, you know, younger women, twenties, thirties going through the dating process and, and men as well, their perspectives on it. Um, because there were quite a few men that, you know, I just had nice conversations with, and we knew that we weren't necessarily a good match for each other, but I was able to learn from them about their experience. Um, so that is most of the tea of all of that. And it was quite an experience. It felt like major heartbreak when the things were happening but you know now in hindsight where I'm at present me is like yeah good job good job like feeling all the fucking feelings and allowing yourself to feel heart cracked open and allowing yourself to grow and mature and expand into the kind of person who can sustain, um, if that's what's meant to be in my life, a future long-term partnership with someone who is matched with me, equally matched in energy and what they bring to the table. Whew, but boy, was it energy. And then the other thing about it is when I deleted the dating apps and I just kind of went, all right, these are the few people that I'm going to continue to communicate with and, um, fairly certain it'll be narrowed down to a choice of one soon. I was so relieved, just so relieved. Like, Oh, thank you. Oshun. Thank you. Gaia. Thank you universe that I do not feel the need to continue this investigation and study because it took so much effort. It just takes a ton of effort. And so my first immediate thought is, wow, that's going to free up a lot of energy <laughs> for other things. Um, so we have really fun stuff. Coming up in the new year, uh, we started the mentor level of the Xanadu Patreon this last month and did a deep dive. Um, my my couple of mentees at, at this point, my students, they get the luxury. Everybody who comes in initially, you get the luxury of telling me what you want me to tell, you know, teach you um, because we don't have a set plan yet. I'm really customizing it to individual people and what they need. With that, there's a monthly uh, workshop class intensive, and then each uh, student gets their own 15 minute weekly check-in with me uh, via text or voice call if that's better for you. Um, there's 
other various forms of communication that I'm willing to do as well, but text is really easiest in this setting. Um, but you get a designated appointment time, so that way we both know, okay, we're going to check in. I'm incorporating a lot of what I learned in my holistic health coaching certification that I have but do not practice publicly with. But I'll be incorporating that so that we have a comprehensive um, set of skills and a stable foundation to continue a stable expansion and growing as grid workers and humans and consciousnesses. I, oh, I want to mention um, Serafina with her Patreon is doing this awesome and her podcast Braggling with Serafina, in case you're new to me. Um, she is doing a shift in her Patreon where it's more of a support for Reiki practitioners, people feeling called to Reiki, people being involved in Reiki Nui, just a, a, a place where they can convene and learn and grow with each other. And then part of the Patreon will be a monthly... Uh, session where the, the, the Reiki practitioners can bring people to come to the group meeting and receive Reiki. Um, so I am the first willing participant in that end of it. Um, oop, I got to stop it because it only lets me go 60 minutes. That's a good idea. I saw that. and kittens let me tell you about meow podcast on youtube this is our collaboration between myself andrea land grieving goddess and seraphina of fraggling with seraphina it's hard to believe that we have been doing meow podcast m-e-o-w-w on youtube for almost a year now watch for a lot of exciting upcoming events this year we host a global panel discussion and healing conversations about topics including metaphysical, socio-political, health, really all about aspects of human and non-human life. So come join us on Meow Podcast. Please like, subscribe, hit that alarm button so that you get notifications of our episodes when they drop. We have many guests from Grooving Goddess and also from Fraggling with Serafina, as well as entirely different guests that you're not going to get on other podcasts. So come listen, watch, and enjoy Meow Podcast today. You can also find and follow our page on Instagram, the Meow Podcast, and send us a DM if you would like to be on the show, or you have any questions or comments, or just want to say howdy. So come on down and strut your stuff with us cats and kittens in these healing conversations. Meow Podcast. It's not a vibe. It's a frequency. So I had to start a new one, but I've really been in that um, hibernating bear energy, so it was hard for me to get myself to do this uh, podcast initially 
but I really wanted to close out season four before the end of the year. So I will start season five anew uh, with this next year, 2023, and um, launch off into another new beautiful direction. But the Reiki circle is going to be very beneficial to people. So check that out. And let's see, any other last little plugs, changes, announcements for, oh yeah, I had a guest spot. Um, there's a podcast that I've been a fan of for a long time. It's Am I the Asshole Podcast or AITA. And it's Danny Vega. He's a stand-up comedian and podcaster. And um, he and his various co-hosts, they go over situations from reddit from the am i the asshole subreddit and one of the things that i love so much about the show and about him is that when it first started you know he there were some he would say things that were really um what's the word i'm looking for sometimes he would stumble into the ists and the ism categories you know, misogynist, sexist, um, ableist, just various uh, takes on situations that as he went along through the pro through the podcast and through his personal life, he has grown as a person into um, a man that I have a lot of respect for. He shares his emotions and feelings publicly. He admits that there were times in his life where he didn't understand uh, trans people or he didn't understand what it was like to be disabled or he didn't understand why women's experience in the world was so much different and uh, you know all the variety of things but I got to be because I'm in I'm in the patreon so I got to be on a recent call-in episode uh, it's shared on my social medias and I'm gonna go in later today and update my link tree as well with all my guest spots so those are easy for people to find because I've been on a few podcasts now pretty proud of that pretty pod of that um, but I loved this particular guest spot because it was not for grieving goddess and it was not about metaphysical stuff it was about um, ableism and I was on there representing conscious cronies podcast talking about ableism and kind of what it is in brief and then the situation that we went over together was in the territory of ableism and uh, it was just a really great experience and it was so funny because I didn't know that he was doing this big compilation episode of multiple call-ins and I also didn't know that he was going to put it out on the public platform. I thought that it was just a little uh, bonus app that he was doing on the Patreon. And so when it hadn't come out in a while and I, I was, I was so excited to talk to him and a little fangirly about it that I was afraid that I had not done a great job and, you know, had some insecurities with that there. And, um, anyway, so I had kind of sent him a message saying something along the lines of, um, Hey, you know, if there's anything, cause the sound was off, there were some sound issues. Um, if there was anything that was off for you to, I, I will not at all be offended if you 
wind up not using it, etc. And, you know, and he had come back and said, oh, no, no, no. This is one of my favorite stitches, truly. And I am excited to put this out. It just takes me a really long time to edit it together. And so I'm like, okay, well, that's awesome. And then when it came out on the public platform, I was really surprised. And all of the other guests that are on there from his Patreon are really awesome as well. A lot of uh, thought-provoking um, interpersonal dynamics. So I'm um, pretty excited for anybody who wants to check that out. I'm at around minute 38, but I, I strongly encourage you to listen to the whole thing. But I'm just saying that in case you just want to go hear me and then, you know, get out. Um, but that is my most recent thing. And then, like I said, uh, Paranormal Karen will be out tomorrow. That is probably what I'll be doing tomorrow night or perhaps on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, rather, is listening to everyone else's predictions because... There are a lot of people on that episode, and it should be very interesting. I'm trying to think of anything else I wanted to throw out there other than just my gratitude to all of the longtime listeners, all of the new listeners, the new patrons, the new uh, subscribers on YouTube, the new followers everywhere. It really does help. Um, if you happen to be someone that follows me on TikTok, Please go follow me on YouTube as well, just in case fascism wins. And for some reason, we don't have access to that platform anymore because I would hate to lose um, my friends on there. And most of all, I just want to remind everybody that this is just another month starting. Yes, it's a new year. And yes, we want um, a clean slate and hope and every day is a new day but that's the thing every day is a new day you get a clean slate every day and don't allow yourself to if you feel like it's truly productive for your well-being fine but don't do the whole new year's resolution um, diet culture wellness vampire sort of manipulative culture that's going to be in your face for at least the next couple months until they decide that it's time to switch to something else. Then it'll be beach bodies and then it'll be something else and then it'll be something else. And just keep in mind that all of these things are ways in which to manipulate you into purchasing things. So you'll notice that I don't have some New Year, New You special for January. I will try to put something on discount, perhaps, for anyone who might want to start the year off with that, because it will make you centered and empowered and fully embodied so that you can decide for yourself what is truly going to benefit you and make you healthier and happier in the long run. Um, because we all know we watch this happen every year. To be honest, I will probably mostly avoid uh, Facebook and Instagram, probably. Uh, TikTok is somewhat better because 
the, that is one platform where the algorithm is smart enough to get that you don't care about certain things, you know, like if you're not clicking on every like 30 day weight loss challenge or, um, you know, whatever it is, uh, that is in that wellness fitness realm of manipulation, um, then you're not going to see it on your feed. So TikTok is a little more of a safe space if you're not listening to or liking things that make you unhappy. Um, so I am 100% confident that 2023 will yield some really amazing things and that the, the, the success or happiness or progress that comes this year is all going to be because of you and how you engage with the world and how you choose yourself among you know above other things and that you know that's not in a selfish way that's just knowing that in order for me to be my best self for my children um, myself you know my work whatever it is that you feel a responsibility and a dedication towards that taking the time to do the things to take care of yourself that matter to you personally not some set of bullet points that someone is trying to tell you is guaranteed to make your life better, you know, a guru, um, but what you intuit and feel and experience as health, joy, happiness, um, that you can make those choices for yourself and that makes you a better person for everybody else. And, um, and join the Patreon. We're having a great time in there. I really want to see it grow more this year. Um, I want to see the mentoring level grow and I want to watch all of you grow. The people who have been on my Patreon for over a year now, the changes and growth that they have, you know, done themselves that I do not take credit for any of what they're doing. I've just been there coaching them along and encouraging them um, and teaching them things that, that are helpful. But watching them all bloom and flourish, especially in a difficult year, has been so deeply gratifying. And I'm so proud of all of them and proud of all of you. We did it, y'all. We made it through 2022 because, boy, was it challenging. So here's to the next year ahead and Patreon levels 510. $20 for the uh, basic tiers. The $20 tier has a free service every month. So that is your um, best deal. And then the mentoring level is $40. Uh, but really the $10 tier, if you just want to at least have access to all of the content, except for the mentoring level content, um, you want to join the $10 tier. And I do have some supporters directly on Spotify. Thank you to those of you who have um, subscribed to me there or Anchor. I, I just, I feel so blessed and I'm very excited and motivated to keep bringing you more new, um, exciting, educational content and grow with all of you because I, just like the rest of you, am just a human being and continuing to be the best I can.
so much love to you all. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm Serafino. And I'm Andrea. Welcome, Welcome to, to Conscious, Conscious Cronies, Cronies Podcast. We are creating a safe space for other Conscious Cronies where we'll share wellness tips that actually work. With our combined experience of health challenges, we will shine a light on ableism and discrimination. And we'll share our spiritual journeys as health-challenged mystics. It's hard enough to manage disabilities without having a layer of disapproval and isolation on top of it. Even spiritual communities have ingrained ableism and shame those with disabilities through toxic positivity. Our experience is discounted along with our knowledge. But we want to change all of that by sharing our hearts, laughter, and occasional tears with all of you. Join, Join us in changing, changing the, the world. world. of my own knew I had to say goodbye to all the old things held inside if I let the moment fly I knew they'd all be magnified choice I tried to make, it's not a thought I couldn't take, something told me it was time to give you yours and leave me mine, my vision started to be clear, I watched the sunlight coming near, I knew the day, I knew the night, I knew I could regain my sight, and it feels alright, and it feels alright. Oh. 
Ain't got no trouble in my life No foolish dream to make me cry I'm never frightened or worried I know I always get by I heat up, I cool down When something gets in my way I go round it Don't let life get me down Gonna take it
Oh my gosh, right? Is this bitch ever gonna shut up? But I just wanted to say, I slapped this music on the end for fun. I figure if you've listened this far, you dig this part. But please, I hope to everything that I believe in, <laughs> you just stopped listening <laughs> if you didn't. But anyway, um, but I know one person or a couple people who do for sure. And I have multiple Kates that I love very much. But I'm adding this song on the end. Just in particular for Kate W, my fly walker. <laughs> um, because, you know, you have done so much for me this year with the assistance, healing my physical body and expanding my practice of energy. Uh, ninja-ing, as you like to call me. So this is for you and you're all just as magical and i hope you have just a wonderful new year come take my hand you should know From where?